Welcome back to another episode of the ACC Northeast Practice and Career Management Committee podcast series around the in-house. I'm Alex Affariot, Director and Managing Legal Counsel at the Boston Consulting Group, Secretary of the ACC Northeast Chapter Board, and Co-Chair of the Practice and Career Management Committee. And I'm Ruchi Sisodia Shah, Director and Senior Counsel at Boston Scientific, member of the ACC Northeast Chapter Board, and member of the Practice and Career Management Committee. Alex and I are excited to speak with more members of the in-house practice about their careers, their aspirations, their challenges, and personal passions. We hope to continue to provide our listeners with a great opportunity to hear directly from other members about the issues they're facing and share their best pieces of advice about building a successful in-house practice. So thanks for joining us for another trip around the in-house. And on this episode, we're so excited to welcome Jermaine Kidd who's Director and Corporate Counsel at Panera, where he focuses on litigation, employment, and operations. Before joining Panera just last month, Jermaine was Legal Counsel at Samsonite, where he managed employment, litigation, and compliance for Samsonite's family of brands. But his path in-house was not linear, as we'll discuss with him today. Jermaine had several years' experience as a law firm associate. He was an Assistant Attorney General for the Massachusetts AG's office. And prior to that, he served as Labor Counsel for the Massachusetts State Police. Jermaine was recognized in 2021 by the Boston Business Journal as a 40 under 40 honoree, and he just completed his term as president of the Massachusetts Black Lawyers Association. Now, Ruchi and I are privileged to serve alongside Jermaine on the ACC Northeast Board. It was honestly difficult to fit all of Jermaine's accomplishments and accolades into this very quick bio, so we are super excited to dive in and chat with him today. Jermaine, welcome. Uh, we're so thrilled to have you joining us. Yes, Thank you so definitely. much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate the um the invitation. Welcome, welcome. So, Jermaine, you're just about a month into your no, new role at Panera, that, which I love. We'll get to that. And congratulations on the, on the new position. Would you tell us a bit about how you ended up with this new role? Sure. So what attracted me to the role is what, what the responsibilities entail. And if you take a look at my title, so I'm Director of Corporate Counsel, employment litigation and operations. So I've been a, an employment lawyer and litigator for my entire career. And what was very intriguing for me was the operations piece. And that entails um, more exposure to the business side that includes compliance, reviewing and negotiating contracts, issues around supply chain. Um, so I was, I was excited to continue my experience in employment, handling employment matters and litigation, but I saw this as an opportunity for me to grow and expand. I'm very excited to join the legal team. It's a very impressive group of lawyers. And the last piece is my family and friends, they know how much time I've spent at Panera, how many meals I've had, <laughs> countless, countless hours, countless meals. Uh, so in law school, I, I lived at home. Uh, my parents are local. I commuted into Boston College Law School. And after I graduated, I, my first place was a, there was a Panera five minute, a five minute walk for me. <laughs> uh, so I was there quite often and I love the food. I love the brand. Me too. And I really appreciate the company's guiding values. This is like the best first full circle story I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, well, or I'm so happy to hear that you're liking it there. And it sounds like a great opportunity. 
Um, one comment you had made to us about your career journey that that stuck with us was about how it's been very nonlinear. Um, what do you mean by that? Yes. So I I would say I don't think there's any sort of checklist that would have all of my all of my career um, opportunities and my experience listed as far as uh, a career as an in-house lawyer. So I started off in big law. Uh, I also worked for a mid-sized firm for a few years. I was labor counsel for the state police, was a, which was a very unique experience. And I was also an assistant attorney general in the trial division where I handled civil defense matters, but you know, definitely was outside of my comfort zone, comfort zone at the time. Um, later on in my career, just being, you know, being in court. Um, taking my own depositions, uh, I had an opportunity to try a case. Uh, in every every experience I've had has has led me to my next experience, but it, it definitely wasn't necessarily mapped out. And you know, there wasn't. I didn't find any sort of blueprint as that's that's the checklist to 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 land an in house role. Um, but I'm, I'm very um, as far as my overall experiences. You know, I've learned so much from every every single challenge, every single role. Um, I, I've never been afraid to step outside of my comfort zone. It, it's really pushed me to become a better lawyer. Um, and yeah, I guess I, I would have never kind of mapped it out fresh out of law school in terms of my career path. That that is just such an amazing uh, resume and, and background of, of experience. It makes mine sound so boring. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, and it, you know, when you start, I remember when I started in law school, you just thought, you know, you go to a law firm and then for several, several years, and then maybe a few of you will go in-house. And it, it's such a different landscape now. And I, I can only believe that your experience, like the varied experience, um, just provides so much for your clients. Like the, the the experience you have just leads to your expertise that you're able to bring to the table. So um, yeah, wow, that's impressive. And and why I would like to hear about those uh, labor council stories with the <laughs> that's right. Police. I, I'm sure they had some interesting stories. Absolutely. Um, and I know. Oh, sorry, 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 Alex. I'm like so no. excited. I keep talking. No, no, it's fine. Uh, well, we, we're just, you know, I know we, we we're obviously excited about your your role at Panera, but I also know wh right when you started in your last role at Samsonite, um, you had arrived just at the beginning of the COVID nineteen pandemic, which you know, candidly, is a time we all just would rather forget. So <laughs> this, you know, this question just somewhat takes us back, but. Um, you know, when when we spoke to you before this episode, um, I, I know this brought a lot of new challenges for you. And I think there's still, you know, some relevance to, to talk about that now. Um, so can you just talk to us a bit about the resilience that you learned in an experience starting literally days into, into such an unexpected experience? Sure, yes. So I, we, I definitely can't suppress those memories, even if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, so I started at Samsonite. Um, the first week in March of of 2020, and my very first my very first phone call, uh, conference call was with the uh, the HR team, the global HR team, and the, the VP global HR. Uh, the entire call was around the novel coronavirus, and I never forget that 
the entire call was like, what is the corona coronavirus? Right. I should maybe I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then of course you know, the next week, the you know, the entire world world essentially shut down. Um, so after that call, my, my first assignment was to conduct a training around the coronavirus and the possible legal implications, also cover some business continuity issues. Uh, so that was my my very first assignment as in-house lawyer. Um, the way I would describe it is I, it was the ultimate crash course in putting together a compliance program on the fly. Um, I was responsible for ensuring that the company was compliant with the various COVID guidelines, restrictions across the U.S. as well as Canada. Um, some some of the guidelines, restrictions were specific to office um, settings, and then we had, of course, retail settings. Um, and then, of, as we remember, you know, the guidelines and the restrictions and the information I mean, they were changing. Like daily, <laughs> right? Hourly. <laughs> Sometimes hourly, right? So, right. you know, I, for one, I had to trust my instincts, you know, trust my my training and experience, um, had to be very adaptive. And, you know, I also had to focus on, and this is, you know, part of the transition as an in-house attorney and I just came from the attorney general's office where it's just, a, of course, different environment. You're surrounded by our lawyers. You know, some of the conversations are very specific around the, the latest case law and recent decisions. And, you know, I had to focus more so on how, how do all of these restrictions impact the business, impact the operations, and all of the practical considerations. Uh, so it was the ultimate crash course. <laughs> and compliance and everything else that um, it entailed dealing with the, the pandemic. Um, but it definitely made me a stronger lawyer, definitely built some char character in the process. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, yeah, it was almost surreal, but I, I just remember feeling like there's a benefit because I don't have to overanalyze it. It's, I don't have to think too much. I just have to react. And fortunately, um, I was able to react in a way that was, was um, that was able to push the organization and help help the company navigate um, the pandemic. That's an incredible story. And especially, you know, when you think about just that you were coming in house for the first time, I think that's what sort of blows me away about this so much and why I was so insistent that we talk about it, um, even though we don't want to talk about the pandemic anymore, because like you said, it really, it's a crash course. And um, I think, you know, given where you are now in a new role, like I, I can only imagine like you probably knew your first day wasn't going to be as crazy as that one. <laughs> it was a different well, experience. A little bit, right, right. No, but thank you for, for sharing that. Um, right. Go ahead, Ruchi, please. So um, now that you've had a few roles in-house and hopefully every first day was not as um, exciting as that one, um, has your view of how in-house life differs, how has your view of how in-house life differs from your previous experiences changed at all? Absolutely. Um, so for one, you know, as in-house lawyer, you know, you you want to be viewed as a business advisor and not just, you know, not just a lawyer, like that's that's already a given. Um, but how can you support the business? How can you support 
the various um, business units, leaders, um, the entire population. So your perspective definitely changes. Um, you have to learn the business. You also have to learn that particular industry. Uh, there a lot goes into just, especially starting out in a new role, just learning, you know, the operation side. Um, and you know, obviously, you know, law school doesn't prepare you for that. And some of my roles definitely didn't necessarily prepare me for that. Uh, so it's definitely a different way of viewing your role as an attorney. And again, looking at it in terms of how I, how can I be viewed more so as a business partner and business advisor? I, I fully agree with um, all of that. And I, I think lots of people don't understand how much you do have to learn in new industry and learn the business to be effective um, in-house counsel and uh, law school definitely <laughs> nothing teaches you that maybe they they should. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's something I feel like a lot of a lot of our guests have talked about, right? Is is how that is that is just like key to success is is that understanding. Um, well, switching gears a bit, and maybe one more key to to your success, Jermaine. Um, we wanted to highlight a topic um, that I know has shaped a lot of your career and your opportunities. I think, including um, your role at Panera, and that's how to leverage your very strong network both uh, professional and personal. So how has your approach to networking shaped your legal career? It's been instrumental in my in my career. Um, I've networked since law school. Um, I was one of the people who, you know, on a regular basis, you know, most events I would try to show up for, attend. Um, so I just have the benefit of just um, incredible network of friends and colleagues over the years. Um, I look at even before I joined Panera, there were a number of people who I was able to connect with and meet who gave me advice, insight. Um, and I'm just grateful and fortunate to have just such an amazing network of, of friends and colleagues who I can rely on, um, who I know support me, uh, support me personally and professionally. Um, so I'm definitely fortunate, grateful. And it is, is, and I always stress this to my mentees and colleagues, just how, how important it is to really build strong relationships in this profession. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like lawyers, especially junior ones, um, they view it as very transactional, you know, and, you know, it's funny you talk about being the one to show up to all the events. Like when we talk to sort of even law students, they, they don't necessarily um, do that and they view it as sort of transactional or rigid. Um, but I feel like you, you've talked about it as more approachable. Um, so have you found any sort of successful strategies or tips you can share with our listeners about how to cultivate that network that, that you've done other than just that you're having an enigmatic personality and everyone, <laughs> you know, <laughs> wants to be around you in the first place, but just <laughs> building that network a bit. Definitely. Yes. Um, I, I always viewed it as, as just getting to know people, like being curious about, about people, you know, and, and the beauty of our profession, you have so many people who are just, you know, smart, accomplished, various backgrounds so i just i was always just curious to get to know people and in the process also i was willing to just share who i was and be open to you know that exchange of of getting to know somebody um i've never seen it as as transactional i just again saw it as i want to connect and, and meet people in the, in the profession 
meet people as part of our community. Um, and, and also I would say that I, I always viewed it as a two-way street as well, which, you know, you don't view it as necessarily transactional if you, if you view it as a two-way street where, you know, I've, I have a number of ment mentors and, and just colleagues, um, but I'm also looking at how I can support them as well. And, you know, examples are, you know, showing, showing up to somebody's event if they're having, you know, some sort of event or mm -hmm. uh, reposting an article if they, if they wrote an article. Um, but yeah, just, again, just feeling, just, I, I always viewed it as being part of that community and wanting to contribute to the legal community. That, that is excellent advice because as, as uh, Alex said, um, I think most lawyers and especially young ones, I know I was in that bucket, um, are just terrified of networking. And, and so thinking of it more just as building relationships and a two-way street. And now as I'm more senior in my career, I can test it really is a two-way street. I've learned just as much from, you know, mentees or younger um, attorneys um, as I have as with my mentors. And, and it's not just about networking within the legal community, but as in-house attorneys with your clients, et cetera. Um, you know, we're all human beings first and it's really your networks that will give you that extra push in your career. So thank you for that advice. Absolutely. We'd love to hear more about your time serving as president of the Mass Black Lawyers Association, um, especially Going back to, to the pandemic, you know, while it was still hard to facilitate in-person connections, um, how did you manage to keep the network of lawyers strong? And what were some of the highlights of your tenure as president? Yes, it, it was definitely a challenging time given the pandemic and most of our events were, were virtual, um, but I saw it as I wanted to give people a sense of community. I think some people felt maybe siloed or disconnected. I just wanted to connect, connect people to, mm -hmm. to the community. Um, and I, we, fortunately we had a, a very busy year. We had a number of uh, great programs. For example, we had a program on, on emotional wellness, mental, mental health, mindfulness, mindfulness, well-being, um, releasing stress. So we had a instructor who went over some yoga exercises. Um, and, and we, we, from there, we had some additional follow-up videos and, you know, of course, definitely a trying time for, for all of us. So just, again, wanted to, to bring um, some comfort and a sense of community to our membership. We had a, a, a virtual cooking class, which was a, 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 a fun event. Yeah, absolutely. And Another event that I'm very proud of, we had a financial wellness program. Important. Uh, right. On, on, you know, financial planning, uh, managing student loan debt, um, saving for retirement, which is never too early for that. And a number of events on, on professional development. So I had one event where we had a representative from, you know, from law firms, from, uh, on, on, from in-house counsel, from from public interests, just you know, wanted to make sure we 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 share tips on how to advance and be successful in your career. Um, we also had one one thing that I'm very uh, very I very much want to be a part of making sure the 
the bench on all levels is, is diverse and helping to mm -hmm. diverse the bench. So we had a program on, on, you know, applying to the bench, applying for a judgeship, how to position yourself for that. And the, the last thing I'll leave off on is you know, every year we have a, a big gala um, and because of COVID it was in May, but it was still that kind of gray area of, right. of pandemic. And so proudly we were able to have a, you know, 200 plus person event in person safely and that that made everyone feel good to be to be in that space and to see see each other you know um for the first time in a long time in person and it was just a beautiful night that I'm very proud of it sounds like you did amazing amazing work and I'm um I'm sure you miss it but I'm sure you left it in good hands and you know still heavily involved but um I, I'm sure people you know, even before the pandemic, but especially during the pandemic, really appreciated the connections and the knowledge that the association offered. And I know it does, the association um, does such good work in the community and among um, legal professionals. So um, thank you for your, your work on that. Yeah, and I'll, and, and I'll just add by saying that I feel like it's, it's really nice to hear about the kinds of events that, that you're that, yeah. that that organization is doing because I know I feel like a lot of them do mirror of, of what we're trying to accomplish at the ACC. So it's just you know it's great to hear that you know in the Boston legal community there's there's so many people with the same mission. Um, so I, I really I really appreciate that. Um, so you know just as we come to sort of wrap up, um, one thing we we do at the end of every episode is we ask a couple of the same questions. Um, so we would love to hear your your answers to these questions. Um, and I know one of these kind of mirrors something we talked about earlier, but we would just love to know now that you know now that you're in house. What do you know now that you wish you knew uh, when you first entered the door, um, your first in house role? Yes. Uh, so first, and especially from from junior or junior attorneys, even law students, I hear sometimes when folks say, you know, I'm interested in in going in house, and what I, I guess I didn't really appreciate earlier in my career is how how broad that is, how how expansive that is. So my first follow up question is: So what exactly are you looking to do, or what are you what are you truly interested in? Um, because as we know, in a, there's so many different opportunities. There's not necessarily every every legal department is the same. I've learned that being at two different companies now. Um, obviously, you have to learn um, just various industries um, that really depends on where you are and where you want to be when it when it comes to deciding if you want to become an in-house an in-house attorney. And I think the second piece is again, I didn't really appreciate this is is on the the various hats that you wear as in-house counsel, okay. and you know sometimes. And a lot of times it's not a legal hat, right? <laughs> you know, sometimes you're, you could be the, the only lawyer in the room, but what you really want to focus on is helping that team strategize or problem solve. And maybe there's a legal implication. Sometimes and that's not necessarily the case. And so that's one thing that um, I guess I didn't realize completely and appreciate before becoming in-house lawyer, just how many hats or the various hats that you can wear in that role. 
That's so true. And I was the same. I didn't, you know, I just thought of myself as a lawyer. And um, the more, like, you know, the more experience I have as an in-house attorney, I realized what separates maybe the great in-house attorneys from the good ones is their ability to wear those different hats and especially the business one because their clients are not just looking for legal advice. They can easily ask, you know, an outside firm or whatever it may be. They really want that business know-how and business input. And um, I know for me, it was scary first to to do that, but now I actually enjoy it. I think it's one of the, um, it it can be stressful wearing the different hats, but it gets the most, I think, rewarding and exciting pieces of the job is is wearing those different hats. So I agree. um, Thank you for that. Uh, I think you touched on this a little, but, uh, uh, you know, that was great advice, but um, do you have um, any other, like, what is the best piece of career advice you've ever received? So a few, have a few responses to that. Uh, for one, and we touched upon it earlier, the, the relationship building. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I, I've had, you know, mentors who stressed that to me early on, really since law school. And um, it, it's, it's so true. The uh, And I've heard it before, this profession is a relationship profession. Um, so that's this definitely some advice I always pass along to, uh, to mentees or anyone who reaches out to me for advice. Uh, the second thing I would say is, um, you know, make sure you have a strong personal brand and, and reputation. As we know, the legal community is very small, and you always want to ha- you always want to have a, a good reputation. And the way I look at at that is, what you know, what do people say when you're not in the room, mm-hmm. and, and how are, how do people view you? Um, so that's very very important and advice. I definitely always pass along. And the last thing I would say is um, owning your career is is very important. You know, just make sure, you know, you own your career. It's easy to to let someone else drive your career um, if you're not careful. Um, And, you know, really truly following like what's of interest to you, what are you passionate about, um, what what you want to see for your career um, in any, any setting whether it's in-house, at a law firm, public interest. Uh, that's, again, another thing I always tell my mentees and, and anyone who reaches out to me for advice is, is really focusing on owning your career and owning your, your future. Such fantastic advice, Jermaine, and um, a really good way to, to wrap us up. But is there anything else that we didn't talk about today you wanted to share? Uh, we want to give you a chance. Yeah, so Alex and Ruchi, I want to thank you for the work you do. Um, I I had an opportunity to, to listen to uh, earlier previous episodes, and it's such a great lineup of of people. I'm just honored to be a part of this list, number one, and to create, continue to create this community of in house lawyers is very important. So thank you for the work you do. I also want to plug the ACC. I recently joined the ACC, and it's just such, such a warm, um, just impressive group of people who have really m- made me feel welcome, made me feel more connected to the community, especially at even at the time we were still kind of coming out of the pandemic or you know dealing with COVID. Um, so I really appreciate and value um, the fact that I'm on the ACC board, and we have you know such great events such great programs and just a, a great network of people. Um, so, any, you know, 
people who are listening, I, I really strongly recommend that if you can get involved with the ACC. Well, I couldn't endorse that message more, and, and we did not, for the record, ask Jermaine <laughs> to say that, but that is really appreciated, Jermaine. And we no. love having him on the board. Um, yeah. You are a welcome addition, and you're going bring, you're bringing a lot to, to ACC, so thank you. Agreed, and also, uh, you know, and, and right there with all the other great guests we've had, it's, it's just been such a pleasure um, having you to, to join us. So um, thank you so much for your time today. This has been another episode of Around the In-House. You can find this and all of our other episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So please be sure to subscribe. You can follow us um, on LinkedIn and keep an eye for any ACC Northeast chapter posts to hear more future episodes of Around the In-House. I'm Alex Aperiot. And I'm Ruchi Sisodia Shaw, and we look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you, and thank you, Jermaine. Thanks, Jermaine. Take care.